Good afternoon. It's Friday, March 18th. Wanted to get an update to you on the markets. Uh, earlier in the week, we had to deal with uh, headlines coming out of Russia, Ukraine, as a possible ceasefire was rumored. Oil and wheat led the fall, and um, the corn and beans followed. Cotton continued to consolidate as fears over the economy, uh, the impact of the war on the global economy and cotton demand uh, continued to keep cotton uh, dragging in a consolidated pattern. By Thursday, when we announced the export sales, demand remains very, very strong for all commodities, uh, corn and beans and cotton, telling the markets that slowing demand is uh, fake news, I guess. Uh, our main thesis does remain intact. South American losses have irreparably harmed the uh, global balance sheets, the supply and uh, stocks to use ratios. They're damaged uh, beyond repair at this point and can only be fixed with demand rationing. The Ukraine war has amplified this problem. And this problem could be a small problem, like we've said, if the war is quick and tidy, which it is turning out not to be. Uh, and it could be a, a small hiccup on the balance sheets for wheat and corn and sunflower oil, or it could be a big problem if the war lasts another 30 to 60 days and they don't get their crops planted, then the balance sheets globally will get much, much tighter again. The uh, further challenge, of course, comes if the war does extend. We're going to have input pricing problems that we thought were bad before, but if we end up with record high crude oil prices, that will ultimately uh, lead to record high fertilizer and chemical prices as well. So if the uh, sanctions remain on Russia and they cannot export their oil or find a ready home for it, they will um, lock up all fertilizer and chemical sales and that will have a knock on effect on uh, the North Americans, uh, US, Canada, uh, and the rest of the world to produce record yields with record high input prices. So we're backing into a corner that's getting worse. Demand rationing is literally the only way out of this problem. And, um, you know, that we've talked before about how that kind of price action is very, very volatile and very nerve wracking. And especially now, we need record crops here in the United States more than ever. And so uh, the world is going to be watching very patiently and with, uh, you know, very nervously about U.S. crop and Canadian crop production. So if you add up all these variables, it looks like to me we still have another three to four months of extreme volatility coming at us as we digest all these variables. For us, we will continue to get our inputs locked in. So over the next 30 to 60 days, we should have the bulk of those purchased and know what our risks are on our input prices. We will continue to stay disciplined and market uh, our crops in small pieces on the way up. And where the challenge, of course, comes in is trying to identify global production. It has changed so much in the last three months that the target is moving so quickly, it just gets hard to know what that number is. Uh, I do believe it'll take months to adjust to the losses of the scales we've seen in South America. We have digested those losses in South America. We know what they are. They're they're pretty well nailed down, and that 
those that volatility gave us a wonderful opportunity to do some pricing of old crop and new crop corn and beans. Um, the question now remains is what are the scale of the losses in Ukraine? Uh, they could be small if the war ends soon, or they could be really big if they don't, you know, the war doesn't end for another 60 days. And the other volatility, of course, is we don't know what our production is going to be, and we won't know that for the next three to four months. So I'm if I add up all these variables, um, record South American losses that have gotten us to this point here today, uh, small scale losses in Ukraine at the moment that could be large, uh, and a weather market that's still coming in the United States, I think we're looking at record high prices for corn, 850 or higher for old crop. I think we're looking at record high prices for soybeans, $18 or higher. I think this will ultimately take new crop corn to 7 750 a bushel, ultimately taking new crop beans closer to $16 a bushel. Now, how high we get above those numbers, if we do, will depend on how long the war lasts in Ukraine and U.S. weather. Okay, and I know this is nerve-wracking and it's very stressful to watch these variables play out and watch the markets move, not in 10 cent increments now, but in 20 and 30 cent increments. It's very hard on your nerves to do that. But that is that is what we're going to have to weather here over the next several months until we get uh, better answers on the Ukraine and U.S. production numbers. For cotton, um, we have made new contract highs today. It appears that we are on our way to testing that $1.34 area. Uh, that is our next technical target. It may or may not be the highs. I've been telling everybody for months now that that was our target. For most of you, that will be good enough, and we'll go ahead and finish out this year's marketing. For others that may be a bit more adventurous, um, you know, we would sell half there and hold the other half just to see what it would do. But just know that when we get in that area of volatility, like in the grains, it's going to get extreme. For new crop, again, no changes in our plan. We're still waiting to buy those 90 cent puts for three cents, two and a half, and two to finish out our hedging strategy on cotton for next year. For wheat, we are 50% sold and we're going to sell the rest off the combine. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend. These are my opinions and not those of ADM or ADMIS.